like you brood over the waters and the voidless, formless earth. Not only to bring us information and to bring us inspiration, but also to create. Holy Spirit, we ask that in our hearts this morning that we will invite you and that we will not be ashamed of you. That we will allow you to speak to us those things that Jesus gave you to speak. Because it was Jesus who said that when the helper comes, he will have a work to do. He will have a ministry. He will have fruit. Spirit, we need you. You are here this morning. We ask that you would bring health and health and insight. We ask that you would bring comfort. We ask that you would bring confrontation. And that we would bow the knee and bow the heart and we thank you for putting your love in us, not only for the Lord, but for all the saints. And God, we pray that the eyes of our heart will be opened and that they will be enlightened to the move of the Spirit. Because without you, it's impossible. And on this very day, you have a word for us. On this very day, you have encouragement for us. On this very day, you've given us access to the throne of God. Come, Holy Spirit. You're here. Let us not be afraid of you. Let us not be ashamed of you. Let us not allow our thinking or our heart to hinder your work. You want to do business with us this morning. you that right and that privilege. Bring in Shekinah, Lord. In Jesus, Jesus' precious name that we pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. If you remain in that sensitivity this morning, I believe that God has a word for you this morning. I really do. And I believe it's a, it's a strong word. Uh, the word will come right out of the word this morning, but I sense that there's some of you, if not all of us, who, who've been dealing with God, and God has been dealing with us. You have been. But I also want to say to you that some of you need permission this morning, and God's going to grant you that. He wants to clear up confusion, but he also wants to give you access. That, that, that song is so appropriate for the message today. I would like for you to turn with me to the word in 
Ephesians, the third chapter. And our content and our context for today is in verse 11 and in verse 12. But mind you, I, I want you to be sensitive to the move of the Holy Spirit this morning. Very sensitive to it. Because the message that I have for you this morning, you may, you, you may choose to do something with it uh, but because of a need that you had in you, and he wants to answer that. And so I want you to be sensitive this morning to what he's saying to you. And I'm going to go right to the word. And then we're going to let the Holy Spirit help us through what he wants to bring this morning. Now in the third chapter of the book of Ephesians, our content today in context comes out of verse 11 and 12. But I want to go all the way up to verse 8 and come down. And then when I get to verse 10 and 11, I'll flip some things on the screen here for you. But it says in verse 8, to me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ and to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages have been hidden in God, who created all things, in order that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. And then this is our context. Content. And this was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have boldness and confidence access through faith in him. May the Holy Spirit have his way with you this morning in the sharing. It's almost as if I would have you in my living room and you would I would be in your living room, and we would sit down, and we would begin to look at these two scriptures. And we would say, Holy Spirit, will you come and give us insight to what the writer moved on by you was getting at when he was speaking to the church. And what you see up here as a heading is called Confident Access. Nothing more than doing your job. See, the Holy Spirit comes so that you might do your job. Now, you're going to learn something today in this because I'm a, the question that I have for you, has God spoken to you and has he asked you to come and sit down and have a cup of coffee with him? Has he come and said, look, let's... Let's, let's do something because I, I, I want to give you the ability to do what you've been created to do. That your happiness is going to come out of your holiness because you're going to be righteous with me. And, and so when you look at this confident access, here's the question and the statement that I have for you this morning. 
If you had to wait to do something, and when you do it, you wanted to do it so well that nobody would find fault with it, would you agree with me you'll never get a chance to do it? <laughs> you never will. Think about it. If you're waiting to do something so well that nobody would find fault with it, you'll never get a chance to do it. Now, a couple, three weeks ago, I made a statement to you that God is not mad at you. God is mad about you. He is. And I told you, if you saw what God was doing, you would get out of the way and let him have at it. Well, let me make this statement to you today. If you knew what you had access to, you'll give up everything you got and go after it. If you just knew what you had access to. I mean, I, I just come from a place 2 o'clock this morning, uh, a place called Vegas, and the, and, and the saying there is whatever is in Vegas stays there. Well, it probably needs to. And while you were here experiencing a blizzard that I wish I was a part of, I was in a hotel room, God downloading things on me so fast I couldn't write it down. And he just says, I want you to understand the kind of access that you have, son. You do have access. And some of the questions that you have in your heart about what God wants you to do, today, God is going to release you. Today, God is going to free you. Because I want you to understand the beauty of this access today. Today. And, and so... There's a statement that I want to I make to you, and this statement has a lot to do with where God is moving on his word in the third chapter in verse 10 and 11, and he's trying to say something to you. Because when you look at chapter 1, ladies and gentlemen, you see that you are called out and in that calling out, you're called by the Father, you're redeemed by the Son, and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. You have access. And that gives you rights. That gives you kingdom rights. You got access. And when you look at the second chapter, you see this family, this, 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 this corporate body of believers of Jews and Gentiles, and this family has the ability to reconcile. God has given you reconciliation. So not only do you have rights, ladies and gentlemen, but you have reconciliation. There should be nothing that you're involved in that, that has any kind of confusion in it, any kind of difficulty in it that cannot be reconciled. It can. And you've got access to reconcile it. And in this third chapter, as we dig into it, and Rick did a good job the last couple of weeks of talking about this, this uh, this, 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 this reflection that the church was going to have this, this, this mystery uh, that, that we're going to be and that we're going to be able to reflect to the spirit world the manifold wisdom of God. Watch this. You've got access. And in that accessibility, in that third chapter, what you also have here is that you have revelation. And so you not only got access to rights, you not only have access to reconciliation, but watch this, you have access to revelation. You don't have to wrestle with that. 
stone. As I was sitting here in Vegas and, and didn't want to go downstairs, the only time I went downstairs was to eat. And I ate nine meals. They were all free. I got to knock off some pounds in the next few four or five days. But, but, but you see people having fun. You see others who are trying to find their fortune. And, 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 and they're trying to get lucky. Think about it. They're, 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 they're trying to hope that somehow they're hit. Let me tell you something about you. You don't have to get lucky because you're dealing with a sovereign God. And you're part of his providential work. You know, you don't have to hit a bell and, oh, it might be good to have some fun and go play blackjack and next thing you know you got one dollar and then you got a hundred. But then there are people who continue to go under and under and under and under to get a habit. Trying to get lucky. You don't have to get lucky. You just need revelation. Are you with me? You don't have to. You've got access. And then when you move on to the fourth chapter, not only do you have rights and reconciliation and revelation, but when you look at that fourth chapter, it begins to tell you that you're part of a team. And because you're part of a team, it means as a team, you have responsibility. And that responsibility is to be trained, watch this, to do your job. Trained. You don't have to guess and hope and wish and hope that somehow four cards come up and ding, 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 there's 13 million. You don't have to do that. You don't have to let the machine decide whether or not you get lucky. Now, I'm not talking about Vegas. I'm, I don't have a problem with Vegas. I just don't know Vegas in me. And so you've got rights. You've got reconciliation. You've got revelation. But watch this. You also have responsibility. God is speaking to you today. I know he is. He spoke to me all week. I've never had that kind of rest. I never had. And then when you get to that uh, fifth chapter, you see this beautiful bride being brought forth. And the next thing you know is not only that you are a bride, but you also have relationships. You can relate to each other. You're not in this thing by yourself. So you have rights. You have reconciliation. You have revelation. You have relationships. And you also now have uh, what is called responsibility. And this last piece in chapter 6 is that you're a soldier, but as a soldier, watch this, you've got rank. You've got rank. This whole book hinges on verse 11 and 12 in chapter 3. You've got rank, relationship, revelation, rights, That's what we're going to talk about this morning. 
not with me at all. Yeah. Yeah. These, these two verses right here. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose which he carried out in Christ our Lord. Eternal purpose that gave you right and rank. That gave you responsibility and relationship. That gave you revelation. You got it. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to bring. That's what he wants to bring to you this morning. And so let me make this statement and then I want to take you through some scripture to show you the power of verse 11 and 12 in your life. Covenant access is a reflection of one a united people. A united people who are a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Now think about this. The angels looked down at that and said, wow, you mean to tell me that these people, these human beings are becoming a temple of God. So this confident access is a reflection of the united people of the dwelling place of God, number two, of the spirit, and a vehicle. Now think about this. You are a vehicle for the wisdom of God to all the spiritual and the natural realm. You are. You've got confident access. You've got access to show the whole universe, the spirit world and the natural world, the manifold wisdom of God. And all of it is in accordance with something. All of it has a lot to do with God's purpose. All of it has a lot to do with what Jesus carried out. All of it has a lot to do with the fact that you've got boldness and the fact that you can have that confidence in him. There is no reason why any believer shouldn't be confident in what they're doing. I ask you a question. Are you confident? And why have you lost your confidence if you're concerned? Why have you lost your confidence about healing? Why have you lost your confidence and assurance about what God is doing? Why have you lost your confidence as if you don't know what the will of God is? That is not true. You do know it. And you've got confidence access to it. You are the church. You are sons and daughters of the Most High King. That's who you are. And God says, act like it and do your job. That's what he's saying. I don't know what you're wrestling with. I don't know what kind of confusion there might be in your heart. I don't know this, but I know this. God is about to show you in his word what it means and what it is to have confidence to what you have access to. I'll say it again. If you knew and saw what you had access to, whatever you got, you'd get rid of it and run right straight at it. If you knew it, what you had access to. 
Now, I'm going to take you through a set of scripture here. I just want to show you something in these scriptures of what this access is about. Now, in Isaiah 1, 18 to 20, I want to read this scene. Now, I'm going to stop on one or two words. But it says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. You don't have access to him. You don't have a lack of access to your God. But you have a God who says, man, I am pursuing you. You don't even have to pursue me. And then he says, come reason with me. Now, that's the first step you need to understand. And what he's saying is this. I'm going to give you and offer you mercy to the point where you and I can come and hang out. What I want you to do is I want to have a moral and righteous argument with you. See, some of you think it's uncool to argue with God. You can argue with him, but when he argues with you, he's going to argue with moral and righteousness. He says, come on and hang out with me. Come on and reason with me. You have access to come and talk to me. And then he says, if you consent and obey, you will eat in the best of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. Truly, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he will have compassion on him and our God for he will abundantly pardon. Now watch this part. For my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways Says the Lord, watch this. He still says, come and reason. Think about that. Now watch this. For as the heavens is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are not yours. But still, come and reason with me. Are you hearing this at all? Come, come, come and reason with me. As the rain uh, and the snow comes down from heaven and, and do not return without waiting for the earth, without watering the earth and, and make it bare and sprout and then furnish the seed to the soil. Think about it. You have access. That same God that dumped that snow on you is the same God that says, come, I got something to dump on you. Think about it. I got thoughts to dump on you. I mean, I'm sitting in this hotel, and they're coming so fast, I can't write them. I just can't. Because I didn't want to go downstairs. I didn't want to get involved in that element. Not because I was righteous and holy. <laughs> I really wanted to come home. But in that quiet environment, I obviously had to watch a little ball. Access, ladies and gentlemen, I just, I, just, I just want you to catch this before we go any further, okay? Because we got time here this morning. Because God, God, God wants to release some of you this morning. And, and, and He says, I want this to be reciprocal. But now, uh, let's, let, let, let's, just, let, let's check out this, this last verse, and then we'll go to the next one. So will my word be with those forced from my mouth? 
it will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the manner of which I have sent it. God's word is coming to you. It's coming to you. Now there's something else I want you to see. Okay? Because also, I, I, I think I'm, I'm trying to
will be saved. How then will they call upon him whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach unless they have been sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news and glad tidings. Before we do this next one, let me say this to you. If you just say it, the gospel will take over. If you just say it, the gospel will take over. You have access. Now let me tell you something. God has teed it up, man. Parts of me wanted to go down in that casino, open up the Bible and say, folk, I got a word for you. And I would have got everybody's attention. Because folk are dying for truth. They are dying for God. Now, I, I, I sit over with, uh, with uh, Kayla and, and uh, Luke over at CSU last week, I think it was. And I was sitting down talking to a man who was like 70 years old. And he and I were sitting at the next table. And he began to describe for me what's going on on the campus. He says, Johnny, let me tell you something. He says, CSU is more right, the college campuses are more right than they've ever been in the history of mankind. He said, because people are listening to the politicians and they don't believe them. They're going to school to get a hollow degree and they're waiting on truth. Waiting on it. And all we have to do is just say it. That's all we got to do. See, this word for you this morning is this. You've been waiting on God to tell you something. He has said it. He says, now go do it. Amen. That's what he's saying to you today. Go do it. You don't have to wait anymore. Go get it done. Now I'm going to get back to these two scriptures and you'll see what that means. But I'm trying to give you side references to where he says, come and reason with me I will make it clear. I will put my word in your flesh. Now go do it. Do your job. Do it. Now watch this. Watch this. Two more quick scriptures. And then I'm going to jump back in verse 11 and 12. Okay? Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. He predetermined us the adoption as his son through Christ Jesus to himself. According, watch this, I love this part. According to the kind intentions of his will. Kind intentions. I'm telling you something, ladies and gentlemen. There was enough temptation in that place to run you crazy. Many of people walking around there with no clothes on. I mean, if you allow your mind to drift, then it's bad. You don't even have to be in Vegas to get yet I sense a kind 
Guess what? He's patient with you. He is not a God of confusion. He's and because of the kind intentions of his will, he has been gracious to us. And he says, Johnny, all I want you to do is to do your job. And he wants to work with us. Now this last set of scriptures before we begin to bring us home before we begin to bring this home, is this. You ever, you ever heard people wrestle with the sovereignty of God versus the free choice of man? That there are some who would say you don't have any choice. And yet at the same time, there are others who say God is controlling everything. Let me show you what the sovereignty of God, the providential rule of God, gets mixed in with choices of man in this one scripture. Look at it. Peter is preaching unto Pentecost. And he says, this man delivered over by the predestined plan and the foreknowledge of God. Think about that. Predestined foreknowledge. You nailed to a cross by the hands of Godless men and put them on the mat. They made a choice. How in the world can the sovereign will of God and the choices of men come together? Think about that. And you and I wrestle with that every day. How many of you have said, God, I just heard something, but I wonder if that's you. <laughs> and how many of us don't do something because we're afraid we're going to mess up? Oh, that's not you, God. That's the pizza I ate the night before. That's not you. Stop it. Stop doing that. It's him. And he wants to wrestle with you. It's him. He wants to reason with you. It's him. He wants to use you. It's him. He wants to download his word in your flesh. It's him. He wants to let his sovereign will hook up with your choices and y'all work together because you know you've got confidence, access, no matter what. Are you with the church? Yeah. You got it. You got it. Now, let's look as we close to verse 11 and 12. Okay? Let's look at it. Real quick. All right? Now check this out. Two things out of verse 11. It was in line with his eternal purpose. That means God's eternal purpose is something that he wants you to get in line with. What would happen in your life if you knew that God knew that he wanted you to know 
who you really are. And how many times, how, how many things in your life would change if you knew your purpose in life? How many things would change today? And many of you stop wrestling because it would be in line with God's eternal purpose. Now here's the second part of that verse that is so powerful. Jesus did all the heavy lifting. Man, you're not dealing with confusion, man. Look here, all you got to do is pick the low-hanging fruit. Jesus did it. Now, if you know that it's in accordance with his eternal purpose, if you know that part, and that it was God's purpose for you to know who you are in him and who he is in you, from the beginning, way before he laid down the foundation of this world, you would be wrestling with nothing. And guess what? You would do your job. Watch what's your job? Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. That's all you got to do. Now watch verse 12. In whom we have what? Boldness. Watch this. Everybody on this planet is more bolder than the people calling themselves Christians who deal with a bold God. Everybody's bold. Just look at your TV set, man. Everybody's coming out but us. While everybody's coming out, we're going in our caves. God says, come out of the cave and be bold. Because if you say it, here's what's going to happen. Are y'all following me at all this morning? <laughs> now, now, before we close on verse, the second half of verse 12 is this. If you get a heavy dose of first and second Thessalonians, you're going to see something come alive. You can tell when, 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 when the doors are swinging open for the Antichrist. You and I are living in an anti-Christian world. And there's something called lawlessness. Man, when you legalize killing babies, when you legalize drugs, and you legalize immorality. You know what the Bible call that? Lawlessness. That's where you live. And yet, Christianity was birthed in times worse than these. That's how Christianity came about. In the middle of those times. Where those first century things were happening to the oomph degree. Back in that day. You haven't even seen it yet. And it was the boldness of a few people. Watch this. That brought down one of the greatest empires that have ever existed. Twelve misfits got serious about Jesus. And turned the world upside down. And what we have done is turned it back upside right. And God just says, do your job. I'll take care of the rest.
says to you, when the Holy Spirit comes, he takes away fear. When the Holy Spirit comes, he gives you courage. When the Holy Spirit comes, he gives you strength. When the Holy Spirit comes, he teaches you how to pray. He gives you the word. He gives you access comes, you will not be afraid to say it. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will not be afraid to witness. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will have boldness. When the Holy Spirit comes, confidence will go high. Amen. Real high. Because it's not about you anymore. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is here today to let you know you've got confident access. Now let me say this to you. Some of you today need to come up here and get prayed for. Get ready to close. Now, when I was in that hotel and I kept getting these dreams, there was something about boldness. There was something about the Spirit saying, Johnny, I want to release some people. They've been talking with me. They've been wrestling with me. I just want to tell them, go. That's you. I want you to know that we're not meeting tonight because of the spring break. We'll meet next Sunday. Okay. You guys need to take advantage of the spring break week. A lot of people are gone. But this challenge to you today is God has heard you. He says, look, man, I will empower you. Go. This is something that you've been crying for and begging for for quite some time. And all I want to do is be a conduit. We're going to sing this, this song again about Holy Spirit come. Now, if you come up here and stand, I want you to know that God wants to do business with you. But he's going to release you. Can't be afraid anymore. You can't make any more decisions out of fear and pain. You can't do that. God wants to release you from it. And we're going to sing this. I want to ask you to stand. Now, watch this. You don't have to come. These are just, this is just something that He put on my heart in Vegas. Let's stand. Let's stand.
back to the song that's your benediction. But I want to lay this on you. I want to impart this to you. And the impartation says, go. Quit being hesitant. Quit being confused. You've got access. Your going is in accordance with the scripture. Your going is in accordance with God's will. Your going is not individual, it's corporate. This is not the long range of Christianity thing. This is corporate. You say it, go. Just say it. You're going to do your job. I'm going to say it one time.
you to say we want more. No instruments, no microphone. I want you to say right here.
and the, and the, the veil has been split. And we're now in the holy place. Don't worry about making mistakes. Don't worry about being rejected. My Holy Spirit is in you. My Holy Spirit will comfort you. My Holy Spirit will teach you. The Holy Spirit will tell you exactly what Jesus is saying. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to tell you what Jesus told him to say. The Holy Spirit will not speak of his own initiative. It will guide you. It will give you right, revelation, reign, reconciliation, all that. Now settle this right now. Settle it. Settle it in your heart right now. And there's something that I want you to say. And I want you to settle this. It's just two words. Send me. Settle it in your spirit right now. Send me. Send me, Lord. I'll go. Send me. Send me. Now you make sure before you get up from this where you are that you have said that in your heart. Send me. And as soon as you say that, the access to the See what a difference that I 